Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. This is episode 224. I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt. And I am pumped to be here on Third Shift again for you guys doing an episode, doing it on the right night, all that kind of stuff. And with me, as always, it's my buddy, the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bear bringer, the beast master, Third Shift himself. Look at him. There he is. It's Eric. Hey, yo. And we're going to start that show like we always start it by me asking my buddy Eric, hey, Eric. Uh, what do I ask you? I don't know. I don't know uh, what, what you've been doing saying. this week. How's this week been? What's going on this week? Hey, week, week, week. Week, week? Okay, well, there we go. Hey, listen, this is great because it is probably like the last episode done on a normal night Yes. for the next unknowns to be knowns of times because we've got Christmas, we've got New Year's, we've got Corin, we've got Taxon, we've got a whole spiel of unsavory things except for the Christmas part. That part's fun. I like that part. Yeah. But the rest of it? Nah, you can throw it in the trash can. You can just throw it all in the trash can, warp me to February, and let's just start over. But until then, who knows when these shows are going to be made? Who knows what's going to actually get made? It all depends on how we feel at the moment. Uh, so that's what you're going to get, folks. You don't know, we don't know. It's a mystery to us all. Right? I think so. We'll discuss that more later. Now, my week was interesting. Worked from home. Did all sorts of stuff. Can't talk about it because it enrages, man. It just it just don't sets them off. Say don't say so, a goddamn word. So I, all I can say is I worked from home. It wasn't what I was hoping it was going to be. That's all I can say. So I will say I did play some video games though. I played some good games too. I played some Cyberpunk twenty seven seven, which we're going to talk about later on. So I won't elaborate here whatsoever. But I did play. A nice little chunk of it. I also played World of Warcraft. I have got to the maximum level. I am level 60, boys and girls. I am now in the end game. I opened up and they said, hey, choose yourself a covenant. And I went and chose the fae folks. So now I'm riding around on, you know, big giant antelope people. And I've got fairy wings and mystical dust and all the typical fairy kind of stuff going on. I've got dailies I got to do every day. I got to help the queen out restoring her lands. I've got to get geared up in the dungeons. I got to get there in the raid. I got to go to that whole cool tower where I get to play on these crazy cool procedurally generated maps and get all sorts of cool buffs and fight baddies. It's going to be a good time. I'm super stoked for it. Can't wait to get there. Waiting on the father-in-law to get geared up so we can go with him. My brother's ready to go. It's going to be great. I'm just primed and pumped and just need the time to do it. And we'll see where the time comes from, because as I said, it's about to get crazy up in this world. Along with World of Warcraft, I did play some Borderlands 3 with my buddy Matt. This last Friday, we had a good old time. We were ripping and roaring through some content, having a blast, shooting baddies, getting new guns, talking, yapping, schmapping. Man, I'll tell you what, start off rocky, by the end of the night, we were having a great time. In fact, it was so fun that we didn't want to stop, but Eric ended it because it was the classic midnight, 1230-ish time. And I said, mm-mm, mm-mm, got to end here because, uh-uh, Eric's got to go to bed at some point. You know, I got to wind down. It's the way this goes. It's, the, it's, the, it's what we've done forever. I don't want to change now because next thing you know, it's going to be old school Borderlands nights. And it's going to be like 3, 4 in the morning. And then I'm going to feel real bad the next day. Hey, no problem with that. There's no problem with that. Just No, no problem with it? buying a 15-pack of really strong beers and then waking mm-hmm. up in the morning to 14 of them being gone. It's going, oh, my God. Oh, I think I got I to gotta, I gotta pull a Shea and not drink beer for a month. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. It's uh, fine. Nothing. Yeah, I don't know about all that. We say that now while it's not happening. And yes. then when it happens, we will not say that uh-huh. at all. It'll be the exact opposite where you will oh, we're not going to have Borderlands tonight for like two, three months, and then we'll get back on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-uh. Not happening. Not doing it. <laughs> so, along with some good times in the Borderlands 3 with that beautiful, beautiful game and all of its nice up-jazzed perks and parts, we had some Destiny 2. I went ahead and pitter-pattered, did some weeklies, did some things. I went and got the cool, exotic uh, sword that had this own little quest line. I did that since nobody was on playing with me. And it's just like I said, folks. Here we are, weeks in. I got my folks I play with. They're just doing their own thing. All, they're all playing together. In fact, I got a text right before the show going, Hey, we're all raiding and having great times. Where are you at? And I'm like, I don't know where you're at because I'm on Saturday night and I'm on all day Sunday most of the times and I don't see a single human being. Oh, we're on Friday nights and we're on all every night, every weekday. And I go, I'm not on any weekday nights because I go to bed at 8. And I'm not on Friday because I do Borderlands night with my buddy Matt. So you've chosen every single night that I'm not on and every single day that I'm not on to be on. And the two days that I am on, you're not on. Look, I don't know what I can do. I, uh, there's nothing I can do. So here we are, unfortunate, having a good time, but at that kind of crossroads in destiny, <laughs> once again, where without people to play with, there's really not much else to do. You know, I could just do solo stuff, weeklies, but why? What's the point if I'm never going to raid or do anything with anybody? So as we do every expansion and every time, we'll gauge it a couple more weeks, and then maybe Disney will disappear till the next big hoo-ha or whatever. Hopefully it doesn't. I, I want to play it because I do enjoy it, and I'm having fun, and I like this expansion. But if there's no way to play with, Destiny just isn't it. You know what I mean? There's just other games I can play if I'm going to play by myself. So that's been my week, Matt. What about you? Well, I'll start off with the Borderlands 3 because it was everything that you said. It was it was like a diesel engine. It was hard getting it going, but once it got going, well, it was kind of like more like the Roadrunner at that point. Like like our our, our legs started running, and then they turned into like the little little swish wheel that the cartoon characters get. Because <laughs> I remember I was like, man, I'm not feeling it. And then like it felt like two seconds later, it was like rocket ship to the moon. Off we go, man! It was great. Now we're gold. <laughs> so that was awesome. Also, always play Animal Crossing. I play it every single day. I've gotten to the point where it's I'm just on the cusp of redoing everything because I started cleaning up some areas and rearranging some stuff and it opened up so much more land than I thought was there just because it's hidden behind these trees or underneath these flowers or whatever. You know, you kind of clear it out and like, oh man, I got all this space. I could put this over here and space that out and make the whole uh, like village row that I was thinking about doing. So I totally have the space to do it. So I might start doing it. I don't know. Then on top of that, also played Cyberpunk 2077. I still only played a little bit of it because I totally got sucked into Spider-Man Miles Morales. Like all weekend long, I was playing that, having a blast. My primary save file instantly got up to 100% without even thinking about it. Like, you know, you open up every single side mission. So, oh, well, there's a side mission that's taking me all the way around here. So I'm going to go all the way around there. Oh, on the way, I found this, that, X, Y, Z, A, B, C, do, do, do. So did that, beat it like super late at night. I was like, man, that was awesome. Next day, start up a second save file, dropped it down to like super easy just because I was going to clear out some trophies. Just, you know, hey, do 50 wall takedowns, do, do 50 ceiling takedowns. Did that. It also had a total blast with it because to get like the last trophy, you got to beat New Game Plus, mm-hmm. playing it on like friendly neighborhood mode. 
It felt so awesome. It was like the culmination of Miles' journey. You know, he starts off as regular old Miles. You start getting power-ups all through that first save. And by at the end of that story, you're pretty much maxed out. There's a couple more skills to get, a couple more things to unlock, but you're a badass now. You just don't have a lot left to do in the city. So when I started it over again, with all those powers, it felt like, now I am the badass the whole way through the story. Just kicking dudes to the curb, left, right, and center, taking them down like, mm, just no problems, no nothing, never going below half health. Just, oh, it felt so good and just, just ridiculously fun. But then, of course, beat the new game plus, got the platinum, got all the trophies, and now I've just got that itch, though. I'm like, man, maybe that original Spider-Man that's now been remastered and re-upped with the ray traces in the 60 frames... Maybe that's worth picking up too, because I love just just swinging no, it around. Not. Just swinging around in that no. game is just fun it's enough. Not. I don't even care. just shut up, Eric. You don't even like Spider Man. Nothing. You it's hate not everything Spider Man. Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Rims worth picking up. Spider Man, nah, nah. But I will say, I saw a lot of negative stuff, not from official outlets, but from regular people about Spider Man, Miles Morales. Well, it's just an expansion pack. There's basically nothing to do. Story you could beat it in three hours. Well, that's if you only. Mainline the story. If you spend no time doing any of the side stuff that's all the way around all the city, that's all pretty much fun to do. And if you just, like, if you fast travel everywhere, sure, the game's over like that. But the fun of that game is swinging around, being Miles Morales, being Spider-Man. Just just going from point A to point B, especially once you're all the way powered up and you have the, the movement abilities, it's so much fun. It's ridiculous. I did it all the time for no reason. I'd swing all the way down to the bottom of the city just to get like one little underground cache and then swing all the way back up 20 feet from where I started to go do that story mission. Because it was just, it's just fun. It's a fun world to be in. It's a fun character to play. I don't know. That was my week. I, I just wrapped that up last night, got the platinum on that. So now I'm ready to just dive into Cyberpunk or any cool new game that's coming out. I don't know if you know about any cool games that came out this week or anything, Eric. I don't know. Hey. I do got a really cool game for you to jump into, except I don't want you to jump into it, and you're not going to anyway, because you got too many games and too many things, all right? Yes. But if you are a hardcore, I'm talking you need to be hardcore. This is for just a niche audience right here. This ain't for everybody. Collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend is out right now, December 15, 2020, developed and published by, of course, Square Enix for the Nintendo Switch. What this is, it's Final Fantasy Legends 1, 2, and 3. These are old, old Game Boy games. The first one came out in like 1989. Uh, I don't know when the last one came out, 1993. I don't know what it was. It was a long time ago. Ancient history, folks. A lot of you weren't even born when these things were out. And if you don't know, they're out on the Game Boy. Okay? Game Boy, green. I'm talking old Game Boy. Not Game Boy Color, not the Game Boy Advance, not the SP, nothing. nothing. This is the Game Boy. Greens, whites, and and there and textures of. I have so many good memories of that first Final Fantasy Legend game. Playing it, like got out of school, and mom was like, "Hey, happy birthday!" I was like, oh, tore it into it, playing it in the Game Boy on the drive home from school. Freaking amazing! Mm-hmm. Yeah, these these RPGs are the old old school RPG. All right. I'm talking old school. You got your little running person. You got the baddies appear on the screen at the top. They're just doing little running or moving animations. You hit fight, magic item, boom, 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 away you go. Crazy stories that make almost no sense. Talking about Final Fantasy Legends, like the second one, I had this dream. I was playing it. And it was super hard. And I, I went to bed and had a dream 
the enemies had this attack called poop, <laughs> and they would they would use poop on you, and then you couldn't grip your swords anymore, and it would be like, oh, I tried to, but it fell out of his hand, and then the enemy just kept using poop, and I was like, oh, my men are all covered in poop. It's ridiculous. What's going on? So that dream from when I was, what, like 10, 11, 12 years old, mm-hmm. that's still in here. That's still in my brain about these games from so damn long ago. And you are the person they're catering to. Because I'll tell you what, if you're if you're a youngin, or even if you're just an older individual but never got really big enough, like Final Fantasies or any kind of RPG, until you were like, you know, PlayStation or above, this ain't gonna get you, I don't think, unless you're just really hardcore and you got a a real good grip on RPGs and their roots. Because it is old school, it is very basic, but at the same time, it's so freaking cool, man. Just booting it up and seeing where it all came from, where it all started. Because, of course, these were taken, you know, they, they looked at Final Fantasy for the Nintendo and they kind of based them off of that and then their own little loopy, crazy side stories. I never got to play all of them. I got to watch my buddy Daniel play through some of them. And I so I seen pits and pieces throughout, I think, 1 and 3. I don't think I got to see anything from 2. So 1 and 3, I got to see Daniel play a bunch of. I never had a Game Boy. My parents said, you know, we too poor. You know, we're eating rats for dinner, unfortunately. Since we're eating rats, we can't have a, a Game Boy. And I said, that makes sense. Uh You know, so that was just my life. I didn't I didn't get on the Game Boy train till the SP. Or no, it was the Advance or Color. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, you know, I said an SP and I said, nope, that ain't right. I was in Haiti for the SP. And we advanced. Nope, I had the advance because I was getting ready to go to Haiti when I had the advance. So I went, maybe the color. That that sounds right. I think it was the color. <laughs> Who knows? You guys, I'm old. All right. And I don't know names. I can't remember anything most of the time. So you got to forgive me here. Anyways, in a nutshell, these are really cool, classic old school RPGs. They did kind of clean it up a little bit, but they kept them in their nice little textured boxes. So when you're playing on the Switch, there's going to be a bunch of side crap going on. And you can pick like your backgrounds, different little colorful backgrounds to have there. And then they've got like this little like fake like uh, Game Boy buttons and direction pad and stuff sitting there. Nothing happens with it or whatever, but it's just there kind of as a backdrop. It's like one of the Super Game Boy frames, right? Kind of like yeah, exactly. So you'll get that, and you can choose it for yourself. So you'll have that as the backdrop, and then of course the games inside in all their green, white glory. But of course they've been crispened and freshened up to so it doesn't look super haggard for you on your Nintendo Switch. If that's something that sounds cool, you want to really get into the roots of Final Fantasy and RPGs in general, take a peek. But I do send out that caution and warning that these are old, old, old school RPGs and may not be for everybody. So really, go take a peek. Go watch a stream or two and see if something you want. want. Man, if you want to take a peek and watch a stream or two or 50 or a 1,000 and you don't want to go back to the past, you want to play the hottest game that's taken over Twitch right now, today, as we're recording this, then you're going to want to play Among Us. But man, how do I do that? I don't have an iPhone. I don't have a PC. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, bam, Among Us is out now on the Nintendo Switch as of the 15th of December, developed and published by Inner Sloth. Among Us is a game for 4 to 10 players. And it's basically the Battlestar Galactica board game or any of these other cool imposter board games where at least one of you in that crew who is on that little spaceship is an imposter. So while the crewmates are running around trying to perform some tasks on the ship that need doing, there's a little exclamation marks all around the ship. So you go do it, but in amongst you could be an imposter who can't do tasks but can sabotage areas of the ship to lure people over there and then can also 
pretty much instantly kill them and then can travel through the vents to make a super sneaky getaway. When the body is discovered, there's a big meeting and everyone goes, all right, where was the body? All right, it was in the cockpit. All right, well, who was in the cockpit? Who saw who over there? Did you see anybody when you found the body? No, I didn't see anybody. Well, I was in the cockpit with Red and he started acting fishy. He left. I saw a door lock. I saw a green going event. I think it was green. Oh man. And so everybody votes for who they think the imposter is. And the imposter person's going, no, dude, I was in medical with Pete. We were putting together the two things. We were stringing together the wires. It was crazy. We were having a great time. Back and forth, table talk, suspicion, mistrust, lies. And then at the end of the vote, somebody gets kicked out of the ship or unless there's a tie in which case people stay. But then, poof, he's ejected. It'll say, Red was not the imposter. Well, crap, he got us. We got to go around again, try and do it all over again. Rounds upon rounds upon rounds. Either the imposters win or the crewmates win. I've played one game so far on my phone. We won. No thanks to me because I was still trying to figure out how any of this stuff worked. But we did it. (laughs) Thanks to you, Brown. And I'm sorry, Cyan, we didn't believe you in the first place. And that's basically it. I mean, the graphical style, it's kind of like a bad Flash game, but not in like a terrible way. Kind of in that that loose kind of alien hominid kind of look to it. The mini games and stuff you do for the different areas of the ship... It's all simple stuff. If you're on a PC, like connecting wires from one side to the other with your mouse. If you're on your phone, you can do it with your finger. If you're on the Nintendo Switch, this version, you can either use the controls. There are some gyroscopic controls you can use too. Or, I mean, it's a big touchscreen. You can just do it like that too. The drawbacks to this game are one, which I think is kind of a good thing. There's no dedicated voice chat for the game, which I think would be good because then you wouldn't have people just screaming this and that and the other thing. But then you don't have moderated table talk. The idea is once players get killed, you know, they can't talk anymore. You're a little ghost. You can't, obviously, you know who killed you. You know who the imposter is. If it was all integrated voice chat, it could automatically mute all the dead players, which I think would be pretty cool. Otherwise, it's kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, if you go in and you get on Discord, what's kind of, well, it's just kind of a trust-based system. If you, me, James, and Brian are playing, well, if Brian gets killed, he's got to just... You got to trust him to shut up. And of course, he's just going to go, yeah, it was James. I don't care. Let's play something else. Come on, man. No, it's dumb. It's dumb and I, I should have been killed. <laughs> Player X. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there is no voice chat, but there is an integrated text chat function. Works really good on the PC. Works really good on the phone because it just pops up your little text messenger thing. I've heard that if you do it on the Switch, it's a little bulky. The whole keyboard comes up and then your message area comes up and it kind of covers up the chat. So while you're typing away your response, they might have moved on to a different subject anyway. So if you want to get in on the hottest game in town right now, get in on some Among Us, it's super cheap on the Nintendo Switch. It's five bucks. If you're a member of that Nintendo Gold Coins platform, you probably have at least like 350 sitting in free money right there. So Among Us is a buck fifty. You can't go wrong with this. It's a fun, goofy game. If it's not for you, you only spent five bucks on it. If it is for you, it's possibly infinite hours of entertainment. If you got the right crew of people who want to lie to their friends, murder them, lie about murdering them, and try to get your other friend kicked out into space where they're dead, like we do, like that's us for real in real life, let alone in a game. If you're like us, if you're a bad person, if you are an imposter, like the both of us are, Mm -hmm. get among us and have a great time. You will have a great time. We want to have a great time. And someday we will, but probably not. But I'm going to keep telling myself the lie that is we will. Because if I don't tell myself lies, well, I don't know what I'll do. 
It's a sad day. But while I'm telling myself some damn lies and pretending like everything's going to be okay, let's pretend that we're going to do something else with some shift codes, right, Matt? We're going to pretend that we're going to redeem those shift codes and get those golden (laughs) keys for Borderlands 2, which is a fantastic game. So if you're still playing that and you're not on Borderlands 3, get that stuff. Get yourself some free weapons and some free loot. Have a great time. But if you're on the Borderlands 3, hey, it's Mercenary Day time. They re-released the shift codes for the Mercenary Day skins. If you didn't get them last time around, now you got them. And they also released, my heart grew 15 sizes when I saw it, a shift code for a legendary Atlas pistol. Please, for the love of God, roll really good. Please roll exactly at my level. Please don't be like a level 10 gun. If I redeem that code and I get an awesome Atlas pistol, I will sing the praises to the gods of Gearbox and of Randy Pitchford and of everyone associated with that beautiful place because Atlas is the best. Atlas pistols are amazing and they got me a legendary for free. I'm never going to play any gun other than that. I don't care if it's a level two gun that drops and we get up to level 978 by the next 18 patches. I'm still going to be using that gun because it's a magical gun. Oh, my goodness. Mm-mm. I didn't even know that was going on, but now I'm interested mildly. Just because I want to get it, because it's a cool holiday gun that I don't have, but Atlas, you know, eh, not my jam, but I still want it. You got me at least pumped enough to where I think I've got to actually go clickety-clack. Oh, my gosh. You made a liar out of me. <laughs> I thought we were totally just going to say, yeah, yeah, go get your shift codes and stuff, and then we never will. But now I got to actually do one, and that's disappointing. You know what's not, though? You know, it's not. I know it's not. That's Gearbox saying, hey, everybody, we got ourselves a holiday sale going on right now. You want to get in there to Epic Game Store, Steam, uh, PlayStation, all them good places, and you need to get yourself some digital copies for 67% off the Standard Edition, 50% off the Super Deluxe, Next Level Edition, and 35% off the Ultimate Edition. So if you don't have Borderlands 3 right now, you go on over there to any of those places, and you click, 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 and you're going to be gaming ultra cheap having yourself hours and hours and hours of fun and getting those shift codes that Matt told you about for that Atlas gun in the new Borderlands, and it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be fantastic. Another wonderful thing you can do is clothe yourself in Borderlands 3 because not only do they have the digital copies available with the sale, they've been having sales at GearboxLoot.com like ever since Black Friday started. It's just like nonstop crazy deals. 50% off this, 50% off that. Every single week there's some crazy deal. I think right now it's like $10 shirts and hoodies and joggers and leggings and clothes and bottoms and sweatshirts. I don't know if they're like totally like clearing out gearboxloot.com for another wave or they're like saying, Hey, we had a whole bunch of stuff and now it's just time to stop doing it until our next game. But they're having like clearance of stuff on that all the time. And in addition to that, just over this past week, they released the Borderlands Holiday Gift Guide, which was a snazzy, like a full-on snazzy like PDF that you could page through, just like a catalog. You know, you've seen it from your LL Beans and your Land's Ends. It's all, you know, beautiful shots of the stuff with like little links you can click with links to all their different partner stores. It's not on GearboxLoot.com, but they got links out to Redbubble and all the other partners. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but, you know, professional, cool-looking stuff. So yeah, check that out. There's all kinds of cool stuff I didn't even know was out there. Check that out and get yourself some Borderlands for the holidays. And while you're getting Borderlands for the holidays, while you're out there getting them free games, getting them half-off games, getting that Borderlands merch, you can also be getting a Borderlands 3 itself. Grab a friend, grab a pal, because they went ahead and said, hey, you know what, for the holidays, we think it'd be so great and so much fun to have you all play together and get together, because that's what this holiday is all about. The co-op loot drop mini-event is active and will be active until January 21st at 9 
Pacific time or your eh, eh, the real time, 12 Eastern. Okay, there you go. So if you want to do something like that, and we highly encourage you to do it, it's there. It's available. Get it with some friends. And guess what? Legendaries will rain down like magic. And we're not kidding, folks. This is the for real deal because last time they did this event, me and Matt had legendaries raining down like magic. That's very true. I, I totally forgot that we actually were part of this. And I was going to be like, no, Eric, it's not because it's the holidays and together this time. It's because they heard we are back into into Borderlands 3. They heard the third shift is rocking and rolling their way through those mm-hmm. DLCs. So they went, man, if third shift's on it, we got to reward those guys because we suck all their hopes and dreams away sometimes with the drops and the rolls and all that stuff. So here you guys go, wham, co-op loot drop. Right back at you. Yeah. So out there for us and for you, They've got hot fixes also in Borderlands 3, and then a whole bunch of weapon buffs. As before, no nerfs whatsoever, just buffing all these legendaries. It's a great time to be a Borderlands fan, you know? It really is. I'm talking about uh, one in particular, the Hydrofrost. All right, this is a gun I thought I was going to love, I thought I was going to have a great time with, and it just didn't really do it for me. Well, guess what, everybody? The increased weapon damage, increased shock and incendiary damage duration, and fire projectiles to each buff. That sounds good. That sounds great. That sounds like I need to go play with that gun again, except for, if you remember everybody, I lost my last game and I lost all those guns, so I gotta find it again and then play with it again. So, hey, cross your fingers and hope it drops so I can check it out. And another thing that did drop this week is a giant patch for Godfall. I think they even said in their Twitter announcements, we dropped a large patch for Godfall, and I went, huh. How large is this patch going to be? And I clicked on it and went, we fixed this, we fixed that, we fixed this, we fixed that. And then I scrolled and it, they kept saying it. And I scrolled and I scrolled and I scrolled and I scrolled. And there were like a million hot fixes and bug fixes in this thing. The one thing that I saw was you can now mass salvage items. You can flag them as junk, basically. When you get back to the forge, you can mass salvage your stuff. So that's cool. But then in addition to that... Every bug in the whole world is fixed, and all these alterations are made. You know how we do. We're not going to go through every single one. If Eric finds something, he's going to shout it out. But until then, I'm going to say, go check it out, because if you had a bug, maybe it got fixed here, because there were so many. Like, so many things. There are a ton of fixes and a ton of little tweaks here and there for Godfall. There's a couple in particular. One of them being the field of veal slider that they uh, included. So now you can go ahead and slide that out, get a more a range of vision, etc., just like you can in Destiny 2 now for the consoles, which has always been there for the PC. They've got it here in Godfall, and I'm super stoked about it because now that I've you know, got my little grimy paws on it and what it can do for me, I think that's going to truly, truly, truly help out a whole bunch. And uh, the window mode, full screen setting, and the PC-only version, that's really cool that they fixed the resolution on that because that was an issue. Sometimes I do like to have that up. So that way I can see what's going on while I'm playing and kind of interface and screw with other stuff. Because while I'm missing the game, I have no idea what time it is, that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, no. Then I got to keep, like, window paging out, looking in. Now that the resolution's fixed, I can just, boom, play that way, not be an issue. So many more things, way more important things than a window version. But that's for you to go to read. I read it. I'm not going to sit here and just tell you all about them. Just let it be known that they're over there working their hearts out, getting Godfall up to speed, up to snuff. And they kind of alluded to like a little bit of a upcoming DLC that they got going, and then, of course, the paid content coming after. But they didn't really say much about it, just that it's coming. So I'm stoked. 
I, I hope to hear a whole bunch from them and a lot, uh, a lot of good news in the future here. Yeah, I'm definitely hoping they take the Borderlands 3 approach and lots of free content drops along the way towards those paid DLCs. I didn't play it this week because I got sucked into Miles Morales and all the other stuff, but I'm looking forward to getting back into Godfall now that I know how to play it and have a lot of fun with it. I'm looking forward to getting up to max level so that I can start exploring these additional things that they're throwing in there. I mean, I haven't even gotten to the Tower of Trials and the Dreamstones and all that stuff yet. I'm not even remotely close to that. And that's some of the stuff that I was most excited about. So I'm looking forward to that Mm -hmm. and anything they'll be dropping in the future. Yes, indeed. I'm in the same boat. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get in there and start smashing that game. Cyberpunk hit. And, uh, well... Mm -hmm. You know, for the free time I've had, I've been doing that. So we're we're getting there. We're going to get there. It's just so many games out. It's just ridiculous. Everything's trying to vie for my time and smack me and hit me and tell me what I need to be doing. And, you know, I have to succumb to something. Just the way it is. So there's two segues I could go based off of that one last <laughs> closing thing you said. I'm going to take it into that thing that's been sucking up all your time, Cyberpunk. Because I don't have a whole lot more additional to say. You probably have a lot more to say. So... Tell us some thoughts of the cyberpunks now that you've been playing it. I've been playing it too, just not probably not as much. And since uh, you haven't been playing as much, there's not really too much I can say because this game is chock full of story and chock full of ridiculousness. And uh, anything I say is going to kind of start spoiling stuff for you because if I know you've played a little bit more, that means you've really not played much at all. With that being said, it's really sad. I wanted to have like a, a cool like uh, you know midway through kind of discussion uh, yeah, of where yeah. everybody is, and you're and you're obviously nowhere near no midway through at this point. Um, but what we can do is I can say, listen, the whole internet, every podcast, every website's hubbubbing around right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's in the soup that everybody's drinking and eating. I don't know what's going on that's got everyone hating on this game, but I'm gonna tell you they're all liars. It's all false, <laughs> fake news. All right. <laughs> Fake news. I'm calling it. You can hate me if you want to. It's fake news. This game is solid. This game is fun. I'm playing on the PS5, so let it be known that mm-hmm. I am on an advanced console that, while still playing the PS4 version, does get all the perks and ticks and tocks mm-hmm. that the PS5 can provide. So it's a lot faster. It's running at a really good frame rate. It's got decent graphics, the best that it can have, you know, for that platform. So it's good. It's great. And I'm enjoying it. And I'll tell you what, the story's got me interested. And the side quests are abundant and everywhere. Night City is fantastic. I feel like I'm there. I have no issues every time I log on. I am just excited and ecstatic to just go roam around and do quest after side quest after side quest after side quest. Oh, cops need my help. Don't mind if I do. I'll go over here and shoot a couple stupid fools. Doesn't bug me none. All of it so far has been great. Has been good. Have there been some bugs? Yeah, sure. But there's bugs in every stupid game we play anymore. Mm-hmm. There always have been. So, like, everyone freaking out is... I don't understand it at all. All right? There are people of all different races, colors, sexes in this game. It's all there. Some of them get portrayed in shitty ways sometimes. Some get portrayed in good ways sometimes. I think people expected a lot more from this game than they should have. I think that's kind of what this is coming down to. I'm thinking people thought this was going to be like some kind of godsend game that was going to transcend time, transcend everything that we we currently understand and know and 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 push us forward into some revolutionary stage of video gaming. And 
That's not what it is. That's not what it, it's just an amazing, well put together Fallout meets Grand Theft Auto meets its own unique RPG game all clamored together. And on top of it, they just got started. There's going to be patch after patch, fix after fix, free DLC after free DLC. In March, you get the upgrades for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox One X. And you're going to be rocking and rolling. You're going to be looking pretty, sitting pretty, having a great time. For those of you on the last gen, the PS4, PS4 Pro, uh, you know, Xbox, uh, whatever it's called. Listen, I don't hate on Xbox. I really love Xbox. I'm just saying, those, those nomenclatures, I just don't understand them. It doesn't compute. Uh, I do say it sucks because it is noticeably crappier there. But on the same token, it still looks better than like a Skyrim and all them type of games, whom in which everyone adores and plays and loves and talks all happy, happy, happy about. And, and hell, even Fallout looks like hot trash all the time. And everybody loves that too. So I just, I can't help it. It's my show and I'm going to say what I want. <laughs> I think people are tripping out and it's frustrating to me because I'm playing it and I think this game is fantastic. And tons of fun. And has the potential to be an amazing game. Especially once they get their grimy little paws in there. And weed, you know, weed out the little ticks and tweaks. And fix up this and that. And I don't know what else to tell you. I just don't know what else to tell you. I don't want to get into the story because man, it hasn't got there yet. So we'll leave that off the plate. And I'll just say right now, I am in Night City. Right now, I am the V. I am having the fun. I am doing the stuff. I'm, I've already got all these crazy cool side stories accomplished that my buddy at work nolan's playing and he didn't have half of them so already his story and my story are way different and what we've done what we've accomplished how we went about some tasks as was stated in somebody's review from god knows where at this point they did some stuff that nobody else they even knew or talked to had done and got to participate in a certain event that they only got because they said this one thing to this one person at one specific time and i feel that it's happening. It's actually happening live as my buddy plays and I play. And we go, hey, oh, did you see this guy or do this? Or did you go check out what she said after you did the mission? Oh, no, no, no. I did this and this. And now she's dead or gone or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, never mind. I guess you don't know anything about that. And that's wonderful because now we get to experience our own lives and stories in this city, which is rare in a video game. Typically, it's a linear story. You all have the same one. It may be fantastic, but it's the same exact one. And you move on. And this... It's a living, breathing thing, and that's hard. It's hard to do. So there you go. Ha! Off my soapbox. <laughs> now, I will say I'm playing on the Series S, so I'm not on the highest of high techs. I'm not on the stuff, but I am on the next-gen system. I'm not having any problems with it. Like we've talked about offline, it looks like a really good, maybe like just to barely step up from the best PS4 games that I've been seeing right now. I haven't had any single glitches at all so far playing it, but I agree with what you said of the there are bugs in every single game. Just like uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, I played that all the time this week. People's voices just disappear in that game. It's happened to me a ton, and that's off the disc on PS5, the hottest, newest, freshest PS5 game. Sometimes Miles just won't say anything. His character model will go, and the characters will go, Yeah, man, I agree. Whoa. And then he'll go, and then that's it. And then if you continue on with more sub-stories, he's still dropped out. His audio is just lost forever. And I've had it my second day of your playthrough. One of his friends, you go have a big, long scene with. You're talking back and forth through the whole thing. His friend's voice is gone. So glitches happen. I will say the one thing that's I think is it's kind of a shame is that they did even bother to release it for last-gen systems at all. 
I, I think they should have just put the PC version out. And then if the PS5 and Xbox Series X enhanced versions wouldn't be out until March, that's fine. I feel like obviously they started building it for PS4 and Xbox One. But if it's gotten this far along and those versions on those base consoles from seven years ago look as bad as some of those video reviews. I mean, IGN put up a new video review for just the base versions and it looks terrible. Mm -hmm. Like the frame rates all over the place. It's just horrible. So I do feel bad for people who do have those consoles from that long ago and that it does look that bad. But I feel like that's, I want to be careful how I phrase this, but expecting a fresh new hot game to run the best on the oldest platform available seems like a bit much, but they did put it out for it. I think they totally should not have done that because there's no way you're going to make it look good for you and me and make it look good for them over there. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. There's no way to win it. Like if, if you took your seven year old phone and wanted to play the hottest, coolest game on that, people would laugh in your face. There's no way. But because it's console release and they put it out for it, now the expectations are that it will be functional here when it shouldn't exist at all. I mean, it honestly mm-hmm. shouldn't. I agree with that. And on top of it, they didn't help themselves by this entire time through all the promotions. They were showing you the top-end PC, 3090, yeah. you know, TI, TGTX running the smoothest, best possible version of Cyberpunk 2077 you could have. And they kept showing it, and they kept promoting it, and they kept yeah. letting people play that. And everybody was looking at that and going, dang, it's beautiful. Dang, it's wonderful. This is where it's at. And that's only where it's at on the best, coolest, nicest PC. Mm-hmm. Now, have companies done this forever? Yes, they have. But I do agree, for some reason, this time around, it does feel kind of nasty, even though... Everybody does it. They've always done it. Yeah. They always show you the best of the best on the best. But I will agree that some, for some reason, this time it does feel like they they promised me a, a delicious home-done truffle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And instead I got some kind of half-rotten mushroom when they put it in front of me. And I was like, oh, well, what's going on? I don't understand what's happening. That's the mushroom uh, that you get. Yeah. The rich guys at the fancy yeah. restaurant, they get the fancy truffle. They get truffle. the fancy one. You get the regular one that we found out in the woods. Oh, okay. We found theirs in the woods too. It's just, well, you know, it took 20 of us and a couple dogs to find, or pigs, and you, you just get the one that old, old Faber Johnny found. He was, it was on a tree over there. Oh, man. Darn. Well, that sucks. You and I have somewhat twisted opinions of it because we're playing it the best way that we can, even with that version, so we don't see the worst of the worst. But it, I just feel like it shouldn't, it shouldn't exist for those systems. Mm-hmm. It should be download only no. for your Xbox Series consoles and the PS5 right now. And then if you know you can get the physical, you know, super jazz version of it eventually down the road with the actual physical discs, it just feels like a bad decision to put out something that someone can play on their launch edition PS4 because you you know it's not going to it's not going it's not going to work it's not going to look good it's not going to work it's not going to look good or play nice and if it did it would look bad for us you and i right now would be disappointed playing it on the hottest newest thing and going oh jeez this looks like this looks like black ops 2 or it's 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 just weird it's so weird it was a weird decision i don't think it was a good one 
but I'm liking the game. I like what I'm playing. Mm-hmm. I'm having fun. I'm sorry, people out there who don't have the next-gen stuff to play it the best way you can. It's a stinker for you, but at the end of the day, I think the game is just fine, and I think it's only going to get better. And, of course, there have been some folks coming out talking about the comparisons with how Witcher 3 was actually hot garbage when it first came out, but everyone's neglecting to remember that. And they're just going, no, Witcher 3, oh, one of the best games ever. That's why we love CG Project Red. And it's like, well... When it first came out, it was garbage. It actually was unplayable on PC, period. But they fixed it. And then all of a sudden, it was a, a, a darling. And everyone thought it was the best game of all time. What do you think is probably going to happen here, too? The only difference is you got so many people right now doing what they do best. And that's finding a thousand ways to cut you and destroy you. Because they're angry at a thing that legitimately is frustrating. But they're just piling on. And it's like, come on, let's get over this. Let's stop. I'll play double devil's advocate here for the last point on this. You know, if Xbox and PlayStation had more fresh current gen units out there in the world, maybe 90% of people would be able to play it the best way you could. And they'd be like, oh, this looks really good and it's really fun. I'm having a great time. But since nobody can buy next gen stuff except for you, like literally just you, nobody else, everybody plays it as the hot garbage. That's true. But you know what? That's on PlayStation and that's on Xbox not for not having the units available for people to purchase. And that's on people for not having the money to afford a nice PC that could play this game to its full. It, it, they don't even got to have a lot of money, man. They could play on like a 270 for way cheaper and it still could be an ultra graphics, all that good stuff. So you know what, people? Get better jobs. Get better ways to get money. You know, go hustle. Do what you got to do if you want to be in this. You want to be in this video game world? You best hustle. That's what I'm telling you. Don't be blaming it, anybody. So you're talking about competing <laughs> in the video game world. Let's roll it into the next topic because the best of the best. We said it a couple of times. The best of the best. The greatest game ever. It was crowned at the Game Awards. They had the Game Awards. So many. I don't want to talk so about many the categories. So many things. Oh, I don't want to talk. Oh, about we're going to talk about it because the official uh, statistician of Third Shift, our patron SLB SRD, took notes and has the winners and the losers and all this stuff. So out of here's the thing: out of thirty categories, <laughs> I, your host, the greatest man who's ever lived, I got nine of my picks correct out of thirty. My buddy, the Beastmaster. <laughs> Six. So we are the insiders. <laughs> we know the video game business inside and out. We are the best. But I am the I am the king of the trash heap. I'll put my trash crown on right now. <laughs> you see, I actually take it as a point of pride because we don't just go mainstream. True, all right, true. we don't just pick what. Oh, I just played this game and it's the bestest. We actually pick like rock solid games that actually are amazing not to say the games that won aren't amazing but you know we have a unique take and we have unique feelings and unique you know pieces that we come with when we vote for these games that we vote for whereas i feel like when they ask all the same outlets and the same people with all you know that all generally live in the same area too so they're all you know all together all workmates all hanging out all having the same voices same opinions help patting each other's backs you end up with the same exact answers over and over again. It's just like when you're talking to me and Matt. You know, it's like generally speaking, we like the same things because we're good buddies. Mm-hmm. That's the same with all these outlets. They're all good buddies. They all work together, promote each other's work, and they all vote the same when it comes to voting. And I get tired of it. Ah! Well, see, I'll spin it. I'll, I'll take that and I'll spin it in a good way and say, yeah, we did get most of our stuff wrong. We're not kings of the trash heap. We're the kings of the underground. You just haven't discovered the truth of what we're saying yet. We're like an indie recording artist. We're like, we're spitting the hot flames. 
but but the big money is going to just Johnny Formulaic up there. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that's the truth of it. True, I mean, the Formulaic, the, those those are what get it. Those are what take it all home every time, and that's what got it this time. I will say, without being like bitter, bitter, it was excessive with Last of Us. Okay. I'm sorry. It was. <laughs> I think even the big outlets I hear, you know, the podcasts and all them I'm listening to every day, even they are like, yeah, it was a little much because it was just Last of Us, Last of Us, Last of Us. Musical Last performance of us, from Last of Us. Last of Us. Here's Last a person from The Last like, of Us. Yeah. It was like, uh, honestly, if you're just going to have Last of Us win – 28 of the 30 trophies or awards, <laughs> then let's just have a show that honors Last of Us 2 and then say honorable mention to this game and this game. Last of Us 2, the winner of everything. Wow, what a glorious game. Let's get all the devs and all the staff up and just kind of interview them and have a one-on-one and maybe do a really cool making of like the God of War folks did over there and showcase that. If it ain't going to be varied and a big variety... Let's not beat around the bush. Let's just have a show dedicated to that dev and those folks and everything going on over there. Because that, to me, I would actually enjoy more and have more fun with. Mm -hmm. Because then I wouldn't actually be excited that some games I like or enjoy might actually win anything, which they never do. And it's just the same, you know, big name game that gets all the trophies. It's like, let's just cut to the chase and let, let me get some cool informed opinions and takes on how they made the game and what they were thinking and what they were doing and how it was done. That's cool. Sure. Fine. I mean, that does sound pretty cool. Even I would watch that. And I didn't mm-hmm. ever play Last of Us 2. I will never play it. Just So, I'm, so I'm, I'm conflicted on this. It's sad that a lot of games that I support didn't win, but it's also the game that beat them is a game that I will never play. It's just not a game I'm interested in. I don't like zombie post-apocalypse fiction. It just doesn't do it for me. I don't like the, the character interactions that you get in that kind of thing, which is what this game is 100% all about. So this game's not for me. I don't hold any malice toward it, but it just feels like a shame that here's like, this is the greatest thing in fiction, but I'll never, I'll never ever play it and I have no interest to. So it's, it's, it feels weird. I'm not bitter, I'm not grumpy, but I'm just like, oh, all right. That's not for me though. I watched it played all the way through. I enjoyed it, you know, otherwise I wouldn't have finished watching it get played all the way through. But like you said, those games aren't typically my jam. That's hence why I just watched it get played because I knew it was going to be an important title and I knew that it was going to be a big old thing this year. So I was like, hey, well, I better check it out. And I had fun. I watched it. I was entertained. It just, I don't, I just don't see where it was so good that it got everything. I'm like, it was good. It was good. But so were a lot of other games. They were really good. And I'm like, how did this one just take it all? I, it doesn't compute and it doesn't add up in my head. So that's why I'm just like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't understand why it was so good. But we're jumping off of that train. We're going into what we do understand is so good. My favorite part of the Game Awards, world premieres, reveals, trailers, all the cool things that got announced. And and in between stuff where I'm like, I don't really know about this category. I don't like that game. I don't this, that. They'll be like, hey, check this out. Boom, amazing trailer for some amazing thing that I didn't even know about. And I go, oh my God, that looked awesome. So I'm going to start it out with a roguelite three-pack, or what I'm assuming are three roguelites. First off being Returnal, which looks like Risk of Rain 2 if it had hot next-gen graphics and was 
fresh and shiny and cool, all about some chick going through a loop, finding her surroundings, recategorizing themselves, find a new tech that she didn't find the last loop she went through. I mean, I've been playing roguelites like a madman this whole year, so that's right up my alley. Then Endless Dungeon, which looks like the same thing, but party base, so you can play in with friends. It looks like you're playing as characters of different classes. There's like a big shielder, there's a minigun person. So that looks like a lot of fun too. And then Devolver Digital was there and they showed off and debuted Loop Hero, which is a roguelite deck builder where you also like you form the world and your characters going around this loop of the world and having all these different adventures. It looks awesome. I love the pixel art style of it. I love deck builders. I love roguelites. All that stuff appeals to me. They did a stream of it today which was glitchy and weird. And I jumped in like right at the end of it. And they were like, oh man, here I am fighting the lich. And I'm like, what? 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 Devolver, why did this not go a lot smoother? I'll watch it on the VOD and have some fun with it. But all those games look amazing to me so far from what we've seen, which some had some gameplay, some had some not very much gameplay, but they all have my interest. All right. Well, two, they have my light interest that I want to play, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Our Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection for the Nintendo Switch. I grew up playing Ghosts and Goblins. I loved that game. Well, I loved both of them because there were different versions of it, but I loved it. I had so much fun with it. It was so difficult, so hard, so annoying, but I still played it over and over again. So I just have like a lot of memories and nostalgia for it. And of course, they announced that they got the Resurrection coming for the Nintendo Switch here. And I went, oh yeah. I can't wait to jump back in and be completely annoyed, completely angry all over again. And if they have like a true two Ghosts and Goblins game where you die, you start over, no save spots, no nothing. God, I might have to play that for like 10 times until I decide I might break the switch and then switch to whatever cheat mode allows me to save my my level and then keep going from there. Because I would actually like to beat this one, unlike... The old ones that I never ever beat because it was just too hard for me and I was too stupid to ever beat it. So that was one. And the other one is, I'm sure it's one's probably on your list, man. But it's the It Takes Two by our homeboy. Because I want to promote any game that takes the play together, have fun, whole scheme going on. And then says, hey, you buy this copy, you automatically get to gift your friend the copy so that they can play as well. Guess what? We played the hell out of some Wolfenstein Youngblood, and that's exactly what they did over there. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, A Way Out spent, was doing it, and now It Takes Two is doing it, and I want to get on board because I want to support that. And I think throwing our money at it and having a good time in games like that might just be the ticket to getting more games that do that because I think that's super cool. You know, having a game that's supposed to be all about co-op and all about playing with a friend or friends, and they're like, well, you got to convince your friend that they need to spend 60 bucks too. Right. And it's like... You know how hard that is? It's it's a challenge. And then what if they don't like it? Now you get to feel guilty about mm-hmm. having them spend 60 bucks on a game that they don't even care or want to play. And you're like, oh, I thought you'd like it. So this I want to support. And I hope it's also a fun and an amazing game as well. Time will tell. But it looks promising thus far. And speaking of looking promising, I'm going to take this back to your Ghosts and Goblins part, because this is a game that I did play the original version of, and now the remaster, kind of like re-envisioning of it is coming out. It's near replicant version, a bunch of numbers. That's I'm just that's all I'm going to say. I didn't even write it down. I just wrote down near, because I did play some of the first one. I just didn't get into it. But all I hear, you know, as a big fan of Nier Automata, I always hear people say, the first Nier is actually better, though. Like, the story goes to crazy, weird places and all kinds of twists and turns and all that jazz. And I and I look at 
the old one and I go, I just can't play that anymore since I'm on my hot, shiny PS4 and now PS5. Now this is coming out for PS5. They showed off, you know, basically just a, a another reveal trailer for it. Cuts from all the different bosses and stuff. Stuff that I had seen that was going to be in the first near that I never got to. So it just makes me very excited to see that. I mean, it was in Nier Automata 2, like some of that bullet hell aspect of it in the actual sword swing and combat. I can't wait to get back into that because I love that in Automata. I can't wait to find out how much weirder and stranger and darker and more twisted Nier is. That's one that I'm very excited for. I was glad to see it and see it shiny and hot and looking fresh and cool at the Game Awards. So I got to mention that one because I was going to bring it up as well. I will say that does look fantastic. Nier's uh, a game series I want to get into. I should get into. I feel like I'm going to enjoy it and have a great time with it. But I just haven't. And it sucks. It's definitely something on my list and I want to do. We'll get there. So one of these days, maybe it'll be with uh, Replicant. But I would prefer to play Automata first. I Like you said, I'm not going to go back and play the original. It's just it's too late. That ship has sailed. But one of these ones I'm getting into because it looks freaking beautiful. But you know what else looks beautiful? It's Scarlet Nexus. All right. This is a game I was super hyped about back in the day when they first showcased it. This time around, I got a brand new trailer and a release kind of window going on. So I went, oh, yeah. It's like an action RPG anime type thing. And that's what I'm stoked about is the whole anime incorporated into it. You know, I love my Japanese anime, and, and this just is like, oh, it's everything on top. Action, cool stuff, flip around swords, guns, all that cool tech. RPG elements, you're upgrading your gear, you know, you're going through the whole story, plot line, side quests, things like that. And then anime, all done up, all super pretty cool, getting all your really cool cutscenes, I'm sure. What's not to like about this? I, I, I'm so stoked for it. I'm definitely stoked for it. And you left out the part that makes me the most excited. You see that chick throwing buses around. Yes, When they that's revealed true. this at the last <laughs> year's Game Awards, I'm pretty sure, I was like, holy crap, look at this over-the-top, ridiculous action. Uh-huh. And it was only a small part of the trailer this time. But I went, oh, yeah, I forgot all about this game. I want to throw buses at giant monsters and weird bug things and whatever it else is, it is that ha- that's happening in that game. I have no idea, but I can't wait to play it. And another game I can't wait to play was the winner for Best RPG last year, Disco Elysium. It was out only for PC, uh-huh. and it made me very sad. I'm sure my PC could run it, but maybe I'd have to turn some stuff down. I don't know. And you know me. I don't like gaming on PC. It just doesn't click with me. But now Disco Elysium, I think it's the director's cut. It's coming out, and not only is every single line going to be voiced, not only are there going to be new quests and new things to do in that game, so if you did play it before, you're going to want to play it again this time. Not only is there all that good stuff, but if you did own it before, this is a free upgrade for you. And if you didn't own it before like me, now it's coming to consoles. It specifically did say PS5 on there. Maybe other consoles too eventually, I don't know. But I can't wait to play last year's best RPG of the year, according to the Game Awards, on my console and, and live through Disco Elysium because everything I've seen about it, it's I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it. I was say, I think this one speaks to you, Matt. I think this is definitely a Matt title. I'm interested just because they said it was one of the best RPGs, of course, all around. And I love RPGs. So I'm like, well, I love RPGs. It just kind of makes sense. But the whole detective crime thing isn't usually my genre, isn't usually what I'm all about. So I'm like a little hesitant. I'm like, oh, well, I love RPGs, but I don't, I'm not really a detective kind of guy. I don't really care. I think that's the beauty of it, because you don't really have to be a detective kind of guy. 
You can make him That's true. act and think and feel however you want to make him. That's why it's, oh man, I just can't wait. That to, is true. I can't wait to pull all the strings inside of there and see what, see what's what. See what comes up. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. So a real quick twofer for me is ones I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm excited about, but I'm also scared. And that's the uh, tease they gave for Mass Effect, the next Mass Effect. Uh, and it'll be part five because, of course, Andromeda technically was four. They're going back. You know, they had her picking up the whole N7 thing, and you saw, you know, everybody in the background there. So it's like, okay, they're going back to that time frame. They're going back to there where everybody loved, you know, Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. They're going away from Andromeda. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, uh, I do love my Mass Effects. I didn't play or care anything about Andromeda just because of all the negative Nancy around it. I just never picked it up. But I did love 1, one 2, and 3. So I'm like, well, okay, I'll... I'll I'll quietly pay attention to that, but there's so much drama in Bioware and everything involving that. I don't really have any hope for it anymore. I don't really pay too close attention because it just doesn't seem good. I agree. I feel like I want to be excited for it. I loved 1 and 2. I never played 3, but I feel like they kind of shotgunned their goodwill that they did with those games. Then they made Andromeda, and nobody nobody wanted it to be out there. Nobody responded to it, so they went, okay, well... I guess we had these two beautiful games. According to most people, the third fell off a cliff at the end. We made another game that nobody liked. So let's just go back. Let's, let's, go, let's go back. And trust us, we're going to make it good this time. I Oh, Bioware, I don't know if I could trust you anymore. I'm scared. I would mm-hmm. love it to be great because I love 1 and 2 so much. I had so many good memories of that. And 3 was so good, too, because everybody that didn't like it is so stupid. 3 was so wonderful. Oh. But I just, One, two, I just, three. I just don't know if I can trust them. I'm scared. I agree. And then on top of it all, hey, a new look at Dragon Age Four. So they gave another little sneak peek, little bits and pieces of Dragon Age Four, but nothing real. Once again, mm. nothing real. Just some more tidbits here and there. And it's the same exact boat. Bioware, you know, Dragon Age One was really good. Dragon Age Two is pretty good. Dragon Age Three Inquisition, I never even played. And I'm like, well, I mean, I used to love Dragon Age, but I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just feel like I, Bioware is the I don't know company anymore. I'm yeah. just like I don't know. Maybe, Bioware, maybe you'll do something good. I don't know. I feel like all of old Bioware needs to leave, like a hundred percent of it, mm-hmm. and then open up their own company and make smaller games that have all those Bioware touches. Great story, great characters. Maybe not indie level, but like that in-between level, that B level, not major sprawling epics, because that's where I think Bioware gets lost in their own head. Mm-hmm. you got to connect every single plot thread and resolve all... No, you don't have to. Make make this game. 25, 30-hour, yeah. nice... Make a good, solid RPG. Don't make the biggest thing in the world. I put like hundreds of hours into the first Dragon Age. Second Dragon Age was okay... Never played the third one because I just can't trust him anymore. I want to, though. I, I want to believe. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I want to believe in you, Bioware, but I can't. And that's why, like I said, I am excited for it, but I just don't know. You know, it's those ones I'm going to watch from the sideline and go, did it do good? Yep. Okay, maybe I'll pick it up. And if it didn't, I'll just walk away and, you know, just further down the path from Bioware forever. Well, here, I'll do a quick one that I'm scared of, too. Perfect Dark. We saw a beautiful cinematic trailer for Perfect Dark. They went, oh, Joanna, boom, Perfect Dark is back. And I went, that I, I loved Perfect Dark back in the day on the N64. Played the crap out of it. Solo played it, you know, completed every single challenge in that game. Loved it. I never played any other Perfect Dark games after that. 
and I'm kind of terrified of a new perfect dark because it could be amazing or it could be, hey, we put the perfect dark name on this and it doesn't really feel like it doesn't really, you know, have anything to do with it and, and I might not like it. So I'm, I'm terrified. I want a good new perfect dark game, but I feel like perfect dark might just be a memory. Perfect Dark is an N64 game. You can't redo it because it is an N64 game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I hope you're wrong. I hope that Perfect Dark can be brought forward because it was fantastic. And I think the story all by itself was really good. The character was really cool. There's potential there. And I hope they do it right. And I I really hope it does really, really good because that would be a great exclusive for Xbox Mm -hmm. to have and to kind of build their whole category up and, you know, and, and just become a powerhouse that playstation is with all their unique characters unique games etc etc so with that being said i'm gonna get to my finale my game of the show Woo-hoo. i'm telling you right now the callisto protocol all right this came up and immediately i'm like oh dead space it's dead space dead space is back well yes and no it's back but it's only back because of course the previous uh, Folks from Sledgehammer who made their own company. Uh, what is it called? Oh, man. No, I'm going to get it wrong. Doesn't matter. Holy cow. Glenn Schofield is the main guy, though, who created Dead Space. And he's the one in charge of this. And in the trailer itself, it showcases uh, a prison mate getting up. Here's a noise. You know, on the back of his head, he's got that cool little digital display that showcases his health. Well, what's that remind you of? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, that reminds you of the whole health display on the back of uh, the suits from Dead Space. Then after that, big monster gets introduced, eats up his face. Monster looks suspiciously like a necromorph, but even more detestable and disgusting. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it all, they broke down the trailer and there's all sorts of tidbits and hints and clues telling you all about Dead Space in it. So it's like a for short, yes, folks. We're making a game that's super scary, super moody, super awesome, just like Dead Space. This is the spiritual successor to it. I was stoked. I was like, okay, here we go, here we go. I was a little sad because I would love to just see Dead Space come back because of the world and the environments and everything they created with it. It's a huge favorite of mine, but I'll take what I can get. And of course, today, as we record this, they came out with this really cool uh, extended trailer, which was the same trailer you saw at the show. But instead, you get all the gore and all the craziness that w- that was with it that they just cut out for the game, you know, Game Awards trailer. So you get to see the man's face getting ripped apart into chunks and pieces. You get to see blood and guts. You get to see all this really cool little effects and extras. And then at the end of it, you get to see the one that just you know had his face all mutilated, turn into a whatever bug monster thing that they are. You know, little bugs going their little heads and screw them up. And then they also deep dived a little bit. They're like, oh, Callisto, you know, it's a dead moon and uh, it's all about ice and water there, which in real life, that's what it is. It's moon, ice and water. It's dead. And uh, they said, how hopeless would it be to be stuck on this planet? You're an inmate. All you have is clothes. And now this crap is going down and you got to get out. You know, we want to create a mood that's just despair and hopelessness right from the word go. So that way, all the way through this game, you have nothing but fear and dread and the unknown and everything going against you. And I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm down for this. Just super dark and just dreadful, evil, never going to survive, never going to win, feeling, ah, I'll be right back at home. It's almost like real life. I'm going to take it to my finale, which is similar in that it's a game from the people who made some of my favorite games now spun off 
in their own studio, making their own version of the game. But what I'm hoping is at least mostly tonally different from that. I'm talking about Back for Blood from a bunch of those ex Left for Dead developers because I, Left for Dead is a weird series for me because I got into it thanks to a buddy of mine I knew from like when I was a kid all the way through high school. He moved away, came back, and he was like, hey, dude, come hang out at my house randomly, you know, years later. I went, all right. He was like, hey, you play Left for Dead? I was like, I've never played that before in my life. So we did a split screen Left 4 Dead on his 360 on like his mom's old 4x3 TV. And I went, holy crap, this is awesome. This is amazing. I love this. And I got it, got it for my 360, playing it on an HD screen. I was like, wow, this is beautiful. Got into the whole Xbox Live, playing it like all the time, playing the versus modes, playing the co-op modes. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Left 4 Dead 2, got into that. It was even better, more beautiful, more ridiculous new characters. So, and then I was like, man, when's Left 4 Dead 3 coming out? Oh, spoiler alert, never. Okay. Never. But now Back 4 Blood is here, which has that same feel. You got four individual crazy looking characters. You got the hordes of zombies. You got specialty zombies coming at you. Now you have the big, like giant 20 foot zombies going. I'm excited. I'm hopeful. I really, really, really want this to have that same Left 4 Dead feel though. And what I'm somewhat terrified of is you know the trailer and the gameplay it looked a lot more like dark and serious like not like super serious but very gory very bloody very violent and left for dead the series was bloody and violent but it felt not like cartoony but you know you would mow through those waves of zombies when the horde would come if you had a good weapon you would just mow them down as you keep moving as your characters keep quipping with each other and I hope that they have that in here too. I hope it's not just serious doom and gloom because that's not really what Left 4 Dead was about. The zombies were relentless, but it wasn't like gross. I don't know. Maybe I just, I'm getting older. I don't like the gross, gross things. So I hope this isn't super gross. I hope it's just that fun Left 4 Dead feel. I'm hopeful. It looks pretty damn good. As long as they don't go down too dark of a path with it, I'm going to be all over Back for Blood because I miss Left 4 Dead. I miss it so much. I know people still play it to this day. I need a new one. And I'm hoping this scratches uh, that itch. Yeah, I'm on board. I'll be playing with you if it does come out. But I'll be keeping striking distance. Bam. And that's, of course, the name of Dan Glenn's freaking company. There now. you go. <laughs> I wonder what you were doing on that phone. I see what you were doing. Uh, hey, I was figuring it out. I felt terrible. I was like, yeah, I knew it. I'd, I'd seen it like literally an hour ago when I was looking at the clips and checking out the new content. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, I'm so dumb. I just, you know, I can't remember anything, folks. I'm probably going to like forget everything in the next 10 years and I'll be putting a home. So bear with me. So that pretty much wraps up our thoughts on the Game Awards. General thoughts, what we're most excited about. Why don't you people out there tell us what you were excited about? What world premieres got your juices flowing? What do you want to sink your teeth into coming up next year? Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com. On the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. And find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed, you can find us over at that Facebook. It's a wonderful, beautiful little old place. We hope you see you over there liking everything we do, pushing those follows, all that good stuff. But while you're doing that, how about you also click on that wonderful little Patreon, head on over there, like what you heard, like what we did, maybe even give us a buck or two, you know? We treat it like a tip jar, just kind of conforming, deforming into whatever, doesn't matter. 
That's how we do it over here. <laughs> Mr. Matt's got to speak up. He's got to speak up. What? What's going on? And I want to give a shout out to a patron who upped his tier recently. Our buddy Joe DeSano. He sent us a nice message. He's a local guy. He upped his stuff. I want to give him a shout out. Thanks for the support, Joe. He's been supporting us for a while now and bumped up to the $5 tier. I hope you enjoy the shift of monthly topics and the what you play in third shifts that you get at that tier. Man, thanks for the support. We do indeed appreciate it. We've always said it, and we say it every, every episode, and we'll continue to do so because we do appreciate it. It keeps the lights on, keeps us motivated, keeps us rocking and rolling, makes us feel good when Eric decides he wants to eat his phone and then chew on some niacine pills or something. He doesn't because he knows folks out there want to hear his little voice every week. So I'll continue to do that. But if you ain't got no money, that's okay, too. The holidays are here. Pandemics are all over the place. The world's in an uproar. We get it. You can support us by throwing us mailbag questions, follows, likes, subscriptions over with your Amazon Primes on the Twitch. Any of those things and and all of those things are fantastic. Maybe even send us a picture that you drew yourself to bring back a Talented Tuesday challenge. That kind of stuff, you know. That's that's motivation right there. And speaking of motivation, I am very motivated to see Eric eat his phone and those niacin pills. So I'm gonna I'm gonna open up a fifty dollar tier on the Patreon. If you would like to see Eric die, <laughs> fifty bucks, that's all it's gonna cost. I know, that's that is too cheap. That is not fair. <laughs> but of course, something you can do for free to support us is listen to the very next episode, which will be dropping by Christmas Eve. It'll be the third shift Christmas special. We'll record a little bit of something for you listeners out there. Just a little bit of something. Eric's shaking his head because he doesn't want to even want to do a five-minute podcast for you guys. Give me. <laughs> give You know what? Yes, Patrons, I'm just going to start stealing his money because he doesn't even like you. What is he doing? Hey, listen, man. You know, I do. It's just, it's hard. Life is difficult, okay? Don't give me that. <laughs> but, we'll be here. <laughs> but you can listen to that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Poppy, and on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services. Because honestly, it does help us out. And double honestly, we really do appreciate it. <laughs> we do appreciate it, but. I'm just looking up what niacin is, you know, because I had no idea what kind of chemical it is. I just, <laughs> I just knew it was a chemical used in medicine. I didn't know what it was for, and I'm like, well, that's not going to do the job. <laughs> so, see, that fifty dollars tier is open now. If you want to see Eric chop off some niacin pills and get all flushed and hot help, and bothered, yeah, yeah, it help me so I don't get a heart attack. Yeah, sure, I guess. See. We're cool that, you are helping you out because they love you so much. See, they don't want to kill you. They want you to stay around. It's perfect. There it is. It makes sense. It all makes sense. You know, and with that, I think we got to end the episode, Matt. There's only one way to do that. <laughs> oh, there's nothing else to say here. But <laughs> don't, <laughs> forget <to> say. <laughs> don't forget to say it. Shut up and sit down.